This is the One Thing Podcast, where we teach you the surprisingly simple truth behind extraordinary results. My name's Jeff Woods. I'm the vice president here at the One Thing team. In the last episode, you got to hear me seeking guidance from a billionaire friend of mine, Jeff Hoffman, who is one of the founders of Priceline.com. And if you missed that episode, please go back and listen to it because I promise it will expand your mind. In this episode, I want to have a conversation with someone just like you. I'm going to introduce you to Valerie Taranjo, who is has been a fan of The One Thing, read the book, has implemented it, and then ultimately ended up working with us in a higher level capacity and has just seen some pretty amazing transformations. And we're going to dive deep into where she was before the book, what happened when we started working together, and how her life has shifted after the fact. She has hands down become one of the most engaged members of a private community that we have for one of our master classes called Time Blocking Mastery. So she is in there every single day. She's seeing what the people are wrestling with as they form powerful habits that stick. One thing I do want to make you guys aware of, we talk a lot about what it was like to work together in creating what we call Time Blocking Mastery, which is our master course. It's a a deep immersion process that holds your hand for 10 weeks while you make time blocking a habit that sticks. We talk a lot about the specific things that we've learned from close to 800 people now going through that immersion process. And I just want you guys to know the purpose of this episode is to really highlight some of the biggest obstacles that you're likely to encounter when you start time blocking. It's not to sell you guys the course. There may be some of you who are interested in the course. If so, great. But I just, I want you to hear from me up front. The purpose of this is really to help you uncover a lot of the mistakes and mindset challenges that people have when they start time blocking. We're just talking about it in the context of what we've learned going through this course. So with that, let's get into my conversation with Valerie Taranjo. So how long have you been with Keller Williams? I've been with Keller Williams for six years. Um, Two of those years as a transaction coordinator, four as a real estate agent. And when did you first hear about the one thing? I heard about the one thing immediately when it came out. I bought the book Gary was in town. I went to see him, uh, watch it, you know, to, to see him speak, and just it, it just drew me in. But it was a, it was probably a couple of years after that that we I really started implementing it. I loved the whole concepts of it, but the implementation for me was a little bit sketchy. I wasn't too sure exactly how to start. That's really interesting, and you're not alone there. I, I know a lot of people who have said they read the book, they loved the book, yet they never implemented the book. Why do you think that is? I just feel that the 66 days just seems daunting. And trying to find a one thing when we're in a world of many, many, many distractions, it just didn't seem like it was going to make the difference. So I started implementing little parts of it, like setting up a bunker, asking for assistance when I needed it, um, accountability. But nothing ever drove me as much to the one thing, um, to to actually coming up with that one thing and then sticking with that one thing for 66 days. And to kind of help everybody who's listening, it's not only one thing, but it is one thing you focus on for 66 days. And there's a marvel in that, that I didn't realize. And when I did, I was kind of frustrated I hadn't started it sooner. And for the people who have not read the book, the reason she keeps saying 66 days is five years of research went into writing the book. And we know on average, it takes 66 days to form a habit, not 28, not 30. It takes 66 full days. And so I get what you're saying, Valerie. I felt the same way where when you think of, all right, if I want to make something a habit that sticks... 
I have to do that one thing for 66 days? That just seems like a lot. It, it, and it was a lot. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> when I finally did it, it, it was a lot. Now, let's fast forward to, I guess it's January 2016 when I'm new with the company. We send an email out to the list and we, we say that we want to work with a select group of people to partner to create a course that will hopefully show people how to actually implement the one thing specifically around time blocking. What were you going through that made you raise your hand and say, I'm in? I had done four 66-day challenges up to that point. Um, my daughter, my son, and I did 66 days of juicing, followed by 66 days of eating vegan. And then after that, we decided to do 66 days of yoga. And the first two 66 days did not really lead me to time blocking. But during the yoga, I realized, and time blocking has always been a real weak spot for me. Um, I tend to be all over the place. Um, I like a lot of distractions. It seems to make you know, feed my energy. And um, but while I was doing yoga, it was 66 days outside of the house in a yoga studio at a class. So I had to schedule my days around that. And so what I got out of yoga wasn't yoga. What I got out of yoga is, wow, I can actually schedule things. This is and be successful um, because we never missed. We, we actually did total 142 days of yoga because after the first 66 days, we realized we had really established a habit as much as we wanted to. So we did a second 66 days and then just carried on until um, the holidays. So, so what I got out of that was time blocking, surprisingly enough. And, and in this world, we called it the halo effect, that when you really focus on one thing, a lot of things outside of that start changing. So when the time blocking mastery initiative started and it came across my uh, email, I was like, oh, I'm going to try out. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I have to apply for this. Because I feel like I just all of a sudden am starting to understand time blocking and I didn't want to lose that. Mm -hmm. and, and what was it, for the people who don't know, time blocking is the act of scheduling appointments with yourself to do your most important work, which seems really simple. Just like, duh, schedule time with yourself to do your most important work. But like you're saying, Valerie, it, it's a lot harder than that. It's extremely hard. Um, I think... Keeping a commitment to yourself is the hardest thing. That's why we have coaches and accountability partners. And time blocking is just one of those commitments that we make to ourselves. And sometimes we're the ones that put ourselves last. So it was not easy. It still isn't easy. Um, it's still something I struggle with every single day. And I find out from, found out from doing this whole program over and over and over again now that you always find where your weaknesses are. And it kind of drives you deeper and deeper, which is... I think the beauty of the one thing is the fact that so many other things are almost exposed as you're doing it. You're saying it exposes a lot of your weaknesses. When you went through this course, what was one of those first weaknesses that popped up to, for you that really surprised you? It didn't surprise me as much as it reinforced what I had been told by all my coaches, that I had a mindset problem. And I was always, no, I don't have a mindset problem. You know, this just makes no sense to me. And you would think that going through time blocking mastery and choosing a one thing, that the last thing that would actually come up and just be so, like, a, like a bright light is your mindset. You really have to start working on your mindset. And I just found that that was the core of everything, that anytime I was not doing well in something, it was because my mindset got in the way. So this past 66 days, I have been working on mindset. 
Um, but I never thought I would be there. That was the last thing. You always think of other things. Like I'm, you know, you know, you, I have had this list. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the gym. Um, I'm gonna do better lead generation. You know, I'm gonna work on uh, relationships. And all of those things end up driving, for me especially, to mindset. So I just really didn't expect that. It hasn't been easy because that's always something that's a little bit challenging to work on your own, your, your personal self. But I think it's been really empowering. Talk to me about something that you really struggled with. You mean, you mentioned the halo effect earlier, the, the idea that when you do one thing, the right thing, it can actually end up knocking over many things. For you, what was something that you really struggled with coming in and that when, once you narrowed your focus down to one thing, you ended up experiencing that halo effect? The one thing that was a real challenge for me and the one thing I'm noticing, actually what really brought it forth a little bit more to understanding it for myself was being part of the Time Blocking Mastery Group because I find that other people are having the same challenge when they, when they post on the, on the site. And that is judging how well I'm doing on my challenge. So, you know, at, at some point, I'm, de- I'm debating if I should, it, on the 66-day calendar, you put an X when you've had a successful day for whatever your one thing is that you've chosen. Sometimes when I would get ready to put the X down, I would think, oh, I don't know if I, was, if, if I did a very good job. Should I really give myself an X? And then you just kind of start being negative towards how your day went and how well you really did. And I find that being a mentor on the Time Blocking Mastery um, group in, on Facebook is a lot of people will come in and say I had a horrible day or things didn't work out for me. Or I, and it's just judgment. That's all they're doing is judging themselves. So that's been something that I, and I guess that goes back to mindset as well. Um, I guess that's something I've been really trying to be careful about. If I made, did my best effort that day, then I, then I deserve to give myself an X. It may not have been the best I could have done. Um, on another day, I could do better. And maybe another day yet, I could do even worse. But I got up that morning. I made a commitment to doing something. I did it, and so the X is on the on the you know X, X marks the spot. I want to go down that rabbit hole a little bit because that really rings true for me. I know I've had very high standards for myself pretty much my entire life for as long as I can remember. I've always wanted to do well. And I feel, and I've, 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 just from talking to so many people like you, it seems like we have this natural tendency to compare ourselves to others. You know, am I, I'm not doing as well as this person, or could I be doing better? One of the things that surprised me most in going through this process with you was just understanding that it's more about building momentum than it is about being perfect. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I think what really came to mind for me was when I, we were doing yoga, the first 66 days of yoga, I was horrible. Some days I, I literally complained the entire drive to the, to the class. All I need, wanted to do was just unroll my mat and get on it. And the rest of it, I didn't really care because I knew I could give myself the check just for showing up. And I realized that as I got into other things that weren't so black and white, that I did started judging myself a lot, a lot more. So I go back to that yoga experience of the commitment you made to yourself was to change a habit. Not necessarily, you know, I always tell people, this isn't a grade you get every day. You either did it or you didn't do it. And you may not have done it well, but you, this is not one of those things. This is the thing that you're trying to change a habit and a habit's going to ca- cause you to fail forward quite a bit. And you have to give yourself that opportunity to do that. In fact, the 66 days may, may evolve as, as time goes on, because the idea is, you know, I, I noticed that a lot of people in the, in the, in the program, like are really, really concentrated on picking that 
correct one thing. And it, it, that, that's going to evolve over 66 days. It's not going to be the same. And that's the beauty of the program. And that's why you get 66 days. Because by the time you're done, you not only have a habit, but you have a much more solid habit than you would have if you hadn't given yourself that time. Yeah, totally. Now, I'm... Uh... I'm curious. You you have been just as vigilant and active in that community as I have been, if not more. And now at the time of this recording, we've had close to 800 people who have been involved in this private community. What do you see as some of the biggest mistakes that someone makes when they first start to try to time block? Well, they make the, the first mistake they make is assuming that they're going to know what their one thing is before they go through the program. Um, this program leads you to that one thing. And if you sort of fast forward, I know a lot of people have just, I think two of the most common ones are physical fitness and lead generation for their business. And I always tell them, go through the entire foundational series before you decide, and then let us know what you chose. And many, many times they'll choose something completely different. So that's definitely one thing. It's just going way too quickly. And then I think the other thing is, though I don't have as much evidence on this, there's an awful lot of power in this program. There's an awful lot of items and different things that you can also change along the way. Like I said, setting up a bunker, asking for assistance from family, making sure that they're on your side, they understand what you're going through, um, getting an accountability partner, um, how to set up phone conversations. I mean, your 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 phone so that when somebody calls you, you can say, "I'm doing, I'm." busy right now or, or I'm, I'm engaged in whatever and I'll call back in an hour. Just different things. How to, how to get rid of distractions like Facebook and social media and all of the things that keep us off focus. Um, that's another thing I notice a lot as well. And, and I mentioned this at the beginning, you know, um, we're having the conversation around what we've learned in helping close to 800 people time block. But the, the purpose of this is not to sell you guys time blocking mastery. That's really not it. But I, you need to understand what the product or what's happened as a result of creating this product is we've curated a tight group of people who have all focused on one thing, time blocking. And in the process of doing so, we have just learned so much about what stops people. Because for anybody who has read the book, they know what time blocking is. Yet, Undoubtedly, when we survey an audience, say of those of you who know what time blocking is, how many of you actually do it consistently? It is a fraction of the population. And for those of you who have not read the one thing, when you hear me say, yeah, schedule time with yourself to do your most important work, sounds really, really simple. But if we were to pull up your calendar right now and we looked at tomorrow, would I very clearly see a block of time? for your most important work? And would you be able to look me in the eye with confidence and say, Jeff, if my phone rings during that time, this is what I'm going to do. If someone stops my, my desk and it has a got a minute, this is how I'm going to handle it. Any distraction that pops up, do you already have a plan in place to crush that distraction so you do not violate your time block? And do you do that consistently? That's what I'm talking about when I say doing it consistently and actually making this a habit that sticks. That is... Brilliant. That is so true. And if you if you're not lucky enough to be part of this group, which is which to me has been like a mastermind that you have access to at any point in time during the day, whether it's for me reading someone's post and making a comment or posting something on my own, it's always front and center as far as my day is concerned. And 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 that's been really helpful for me. So I always tell people if if you're not a part of a group like this 
create one. Mm, um, do something so that you have that support. Um, you can't, you really, I shouldn't say you can't do this alone because I think there's certain personality types that can, but I think there's also certain personality types that this is always, for, this will always and every forever for me be a challenge. And that's why I love this group so much because I feel like I have accountability every single day when I wake up. I want to talk about the benefit, you know, and not not of the community or the group, but just of of time blocking. What has shifted in your life? I used to create a calendar. I was always good a good planner. And then after that, nothing happened according to the plan. And now I have a color-coded calendar that I set up and I found that there's a lot of repetitiveness in my my week and in my month and in my year. And I I can set up that calendar. I can set up certain things across the whole year and not have to worry about that for the rest of the rest of the time. The other thing for me is I gave myself more white space, which means nothing. I don't have anything to do during those times. I used to literally load my calendar up so that there wasn't any color. It was all colored. There was always something happening going on. And I never gave myself breathing time. And I think that was the very first thing that happened to me when I took this course is Jay, Jay Papazan told me, would you please give yourself some white space? You're not giving yourself any time to just do, not do anything. Um, so that's part of time blocking mastery that you don't always think about is sometimes you can overschedule yourself and not give yourself any time for just spending time with friends or spending time with family where you don't plan it ahead of time. It's just spontaneous. Oh man, I will second that so hard. And you know, in one of the trainings that I do on time blocking, I talk about my experience time blocking is a lot like the story of Goldilocks. When when I first started working with Gary and Jay, and I said, okay, if I want to earn the right to be the face of this company, I have to live the book. So I start time blocking. And at first, my calendar was just a place for random appointments and tasks. And that was about it. Then I read about time blocking. Oh, it's time to schedule time with myself to do my most important work. And all of a sudden, my calendar, every freaking spot is filled. What that ended up creating was a tremendous amount of stress in my life because every single moment was scheduled. And I just felt like I was running from one thing to the next and I wasn't in control of my time. Even though I was in control, I was just saying yes to everything. And it was ultimately, like you said, Jay saying, no, 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 no. It's about planting a flag and saying, for this little slice of my day, for 15 minutes, five minutes, you know, something so that seems so insignificant, I am going to control my time. I am not going to allow myself to be distracted. I am not going to acknowledge anyone else's requests. I am not going to answer the phone. I am going to focus on my one thing, whatever that thing may be. And I will do that for 66 days until that thing is a habit. And when I started doing that around originally just a little slice of my time of no joke, 10 minutes, and I proved to myself that I could actually do that, that's when it unleashed this halo effect where it, all of a sudden I could do it in all these other areas of my life. And you fast forward a year, it's been the most mind expanding and growth year of my life. And I, I understand that completely because I would say that I, I am a completely different person than I was when I started. I would say that I wasn't a very focused person on a lot of things, even though I've had jobs in the past um, and, and careers in the past where focus was really necessary. For some reason or other, I could always find a way not to be focused. It just seemed like, you know, that I wanted people to know that I could get things done without having to follow the rules or follow a time block or follow a calendar. 
And now I'm finding what it's just because I want to, I didn't want to feel like I was tied into something. And I found that what with time blocking, what you're getting is freedom. It's, it's almost counterintuitive, but that's definitely one of the other halo effects. All of a sudden you, you free up time that you didn't know you had. You start getting a little creative around how you can get things done quicker, how you can leverage things. Um, so you're not having to do them yourself. So it's just, it, it opens up a lot of things. It's like, you know, I, we say this is the one thing that this was, this is really kind of two things. It's picking the one thing and then time blocking it. But through that, when you start putting an emphasis on time blocking, all of these ideas on how to make it easier or better or more efficient, I'll just come forward. And as long as you're ignoring it and resisting it, it's going to always be a challenge for you. Not only, you know, it's still, I, you know, as I mentioned earlier, it's still a challenge for me, but I'm actually kind of enjoying it now. I'm kind of trying to get better and better. I'm always attempting to make it more, more efficient, more fun. What can I do that I don't, what can I give, give to somebody else to do? To, can I leverage out something? Mm-hmm. So that's the part of it that I really like is the fact that you don't expect sometimes, you don't understand sometimes when you resist something, it really becomes more complicated. Interesting. Why, why do you say that? Because I really do think that's what happened to me. I resisted time management forever. Um, in fact, when I took bold, it was the one part of it that I hated the most. I have all these things I've got to do by the end of the day, I'll get them done. It's that sort of a, you know, I'm, I'm sort of a multitasker, which is a lie in the book uh-huh. and, it's, and it's true, but it was definitely something, you know, I used to work a corporate job where multitasking was actually a rewarded. You didn't get a job in the company unless you were asked the question, tell me some things that you did that show us that you can be a fabulous multitasker. So it was something that I honed and got really good at. And so time blocking to me just meant that that had to go away. But it, it's so much more freeing um, to actually end a day and know that you've accomplished something. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you'd be surprised that something that in the past has taken me maybe two or three days to complete because I'm just focusing on them in the time blocking span that I've given them. I can get something done sometimes in an hour or less. But it's because I don't have all those distractions going on. It's 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 been fabulous. Back in episode two, I talked about how to get more organized at work. One of the things I talked about was that lie of multitasking and how in all the evidence it shows that people who multitask end up wasting twenty-eight percent of their day. It's it is documented. We even have an exercise that we said you could do that if you timed yourself, you would show that you actually took at least twenty-eight percent longer when you multitask. It's crazy. So to think that a quarter of your day is being wasted because you just haven't you given yourself permission yet to focus on doing one thing at a time is just huge. Yeah, it's huge. And I agree that not only is it wasted, but I don't think the product at the end is as good. Mm. I, I feel now that when I finish something, I'm really doing my best work. And in the past, because there were so many other distractions that I let happen, not only did it take me longer, but sometimes I had to go back and repair a few things because I just didn't do as well. Um, when you're focusing on one thing, when you're done, you're done. So for somebody who's listening to this, I want them to get a win. I want them to be able to walk away from this episode and be able to take action, implementing one simple thing that will actually give them a win in their life. What would you suggest that they do? Going back to what you said earlier, Jeff, I think the first thing that you choose can be anything. And my my suggestion would be make it really simple. Something that you can do for 10 minutes a day. And we find many people in the program 
or doing like meditation or reading or something for 10 minutes a day. I know my son, when he first started, he, he wasn't really a reader. And he started just reading five pages a day. That's all he did. And he did that for 66 days. Anything simple, it's the 66 days. Making a commitment to something for 66 days is, is a major event in someone's life, believe it or not. There's going to a lot of things happen in 66 days you start realizing. So the, the value in this is really the 66 days, being able to actually commit to something for 66 days. Even if you don't time block it at the very beginning, you'll start realizing how important it is to have a specific time to do that. And time blocking almost comes naturally after that. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it's that pick something, an area, something that you know you want to bring into your life, something you know you should be doing that maybe you're not, and boil it down to something that is so simple that, you know, it could be five, 10 minutes a day. Like for your time, it was just, I will, I want to become a better reader. I'm going to read for just five pages a day. That's it. And just start doing that for 66 days. And for those of you, we have a, a 66 day challenge calendar. So this is a, is a calendar that has all 66 days on it to make this easy for you. You can get a copy of that at the one thing.com slash 66 day challenge. That's with the number one and the number 66. So the one thing.com slash 66 day challenge, and you can get a copy of that calendar. Valerie, I just, I want to acknowledge and and thank you. You know, you have of all the people who have gone through time blocking mastery, you hands down are the one that stands out that you grab the bull by the horns and you have just embraced this so much that you've become a leader in the community. And so thank you for all your contribution. Thank you for the mentorship you have provided for all the people who have gone through. Anything else we can do to support you right now? No, everything is awesome. This has been such a gift this year. When I first saw that come across my email um, from Jay, I was I looked at it probably for about three hours before I thought, there's no way I'm going to get chosen for this. Mm -hmm. There's just not no any way at all. And then I thought, you know what? I'll just do it for fun. I'll just fill it out just to see what happens. And um, when I got the email saying that I was one of the 100 chosen, I was pretty amazed. And then just to get into this mentorship program, it's just been fabulous. It's given me accountability um, in, a, in a way that I, I enjoy. Oh, well, that's really cool. And and to give some context, what she's talking about that I didn't mention at the beginning is we actually pre-sold Time Blocking Mastery. We accepted 100 people who were willing to pay in advance. And we literally did a training at the beginning of the week, surveyed them at the end of the week and said, what are you struggling with most right now? Because how do we know what somebody's going to struggle with over 66 days, over 10 weeks so we decided to get the people in the group, have them start going through it. And we literally surveyed them at the beginning and the end of every week to identify what their problems were. And we customized the course to their need instead of guessing. So the, Valerie was one of those hundred people who helped to de design the course. So that was, that was a cool experience. All right. Well, I really appreciate the time, Valerie, and uh, look forward to seeing you in the community. Yeah. And I just want to let, let end with one thing, and that's that everybody needs to try this because the only thing bad about it, it becomes addicting. We have one thing calendars all over the house and, and even in the office. So it's definitely one thing that we're going to try to bring into the office a little bit more next year that we haven't done already because it, it has been transformational. It really has. So if, if you don't want it, if you want to transform your life, this is the way to do it.
I appreciate it. Well, for the people, again, really, this was this was not meant to be a sales pitch for TBM. We 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 just wanted to to add value to you and and share what we had learned from so many people who have gone through it. For those of you who, if you are interested in checking out more of this, you can go to gettimeblockingmastery.com. Uh, get time blocking mastery.com. You can learn more about it there. Outside of that, I would just encourage you to try a 66 day challenge at the one thing.com slash 66 day challenge. So Valerie, really appreciate the time. Thank you so much, Jeff. I really appreciate it as well. Throughout this season, I want to make sure that the type of episodes that we do, it's a blend. It's a blend of the behind the scenes experiences that I'm having working with Gary Keller and Jay Papazan. I want to be able to tell those real stories. I want to be able to expose you to the experts and the authorities that I'm going and seeking mentorship from because by no means am I perfect. I'm on my road to mastery just like you. And I also want to be able to introduce you to the people like Valerie who they are just like you. They are going through the content and the lessons, they're taking action and they're seeing how it can really make a meaningful impact in their lives. And I mean, you hear the words that she said, she lives this stuff and it's been an incredible year for her. So all of you, I just, I I ask that you take action in some way, shape or form to take content and turn it into action. You heard her say she read the book and it was several years before she put it into action. But once she did, man, it's transformative. So I just, I encourage you to become the type of person who takes action. And if you want to check out Time Blocking Mastery, get timeblockingmastery.com. And outside of that, our, our big request for you, the reason we do this is because we are on a mission to add value to you, to spreading a message and creating a community around what it means to live a life of focus, what it means to live a life of priority and to live a productive life. So if this has added value to you, the biggest best thing you can do for us is hit that subscribe button because that'll make sure that all these episodes automatically get downloaded to you. And if you take a screenshot, once you click subscribe, whether that be on your phone, your tablet, or on the computer, and you email it to contest at the one thing.com, we will end up sending you a link to get a free digital copy of the one thing. We are, this will help us climb the rankings. We really want to hit number one in iTunes and that would just mean the world to us. So thank you so much for listening in the next episode where is going to be a another solo episode where I'm going to take you behind the scenes on how Gary and Jay tested me in the first 90 days to see if I was even going to be the guy to be here with you today. So I'll see you next week. 